Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. So the word of God says in Matthew chapter 16. Uh, let's go to 13, okay? Very familiar. So the word of God says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that there are John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, but whom you say, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Verse 18. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you, or give unto thee, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he to his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Heavenly Father, so thankful tonight for your word. Lord, I know you breathed it. I believe it that God, some 2,000 years later... God, here we are reading this, this, this word, God, that, that is still changing lives. Jesus, you are the word. It's through and in you, not just as creator, but in you that all things consist, all things are held together. And if there's ever been a time in, in our lifetime to where we need you, not just to speak peace, but even create uh, something, God, within our environment and even within culture that is brand new to those that don't know you. But God, you're the one. You're the one, Jesus, holding it all together. Mm. So tonight, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Tonight, I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to come back to this piece of scripture. But it's, it's very easy today that, to see that things are unstable. And that's not the first time that I have stood in front of you over the past, I don't know, a long time, to declare that. And so I know that many of us may be saying, what is going on? What's happening? And you know, we've been preaching a little bit concerning some eschatology in the churches between Philadelphia, Laodicea, and then even in Revelation chapter 4 when John says, and after this I looked, and he said, come up here. 
And I want to say this as I get started tonight. I want to encourage you to, to have that kingdom, continue to have that kingdom mindset. And when it is a kingdom mindset, it is a spirit-filled, spirit-led mindset. Um, for instance, what is God doing? So we were talking about, or, or tying it all in together, what, what is God doing? Is, is this of God, is that of God? And you begin to ponder all these things, and, 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 we, and we begin to process. And it's pretty clear to me that uh, even as we were speaking uh, two weeks ago now, be two weeks ago this Sunday, we were talking about uh, even the church in a deep sleep. And when someone is sleeping, if you can't wake them by speaking, what's the next thing you do? You shake them. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. We'll celebrate here, and, and I'll get to my notes in, in just a moment, but we'll, we'll, and the word celebrate is not the correct term, but in just a few days, we'll be commemorating 9-11. We'll be commemorating that. For most of us at that point, that was a real wake-up call. Churches filled up and different things, and somebody says, oh, man, we've got to go after this. We've got to go after that. I'm of the mindset that when we are in the kingdom, we cannot let the culture and or the world rule the kingdom. It's the kingdom that rules the world. Amen? And so you have to understand that getting that right mindset, because there's many things right now, Larry, that could absolutely let you go hide in your closet uh, for the wrong reason instead of praying. <laughs> but, so what's going on? The Word of God says this in Luke 21, 26. Men's hearts right now are failing them for fear and looking after these things which are coming on earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. I'm going to use the word shaken here, okay? 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 and 2. This is where we're at. Now I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus and by the gathering together unto him that you, that you, Soon be not shaken in mind, nor be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as the day of Christ is at hand. Had somebody recently that told me this, said, you know what, Pastor? Said, we're living out what we're reading in Scripture. And the truth of the matter is, is that you were living that out the first day you got saved. And the word was becoming life, Steve. And so... And so, when you see that, you begin to do that. But now, uh, with these epic times that we're dealing with and, and where we are, we can truly see how everything is wrapping up and, and see that. So, when it says that, uh, Paul does an outstanding job to say this. Don't be shaken in mind, be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, neither from us. For the day of, it, the day of Christ is at hand. Hebrews 12, 25 through 20, 29 says this. See that you refuse not him that speaks, meaning God. For if they escaped not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven. And, and some people have the mindset, and, and we give the devil many, I, I, I try to stop, many people give Satan way too much credit. Okay? If I were to tell you today, I could probably be, especially if I were to put it on certain venues or media sites, if I were to tell you that God was causing all of this, I would get bombarded. But can I tell you? The truth of the matter is he is. He is allowing everything that you are seeing around you. Why? To fulfill prophecy and to fulfill his word. I'm going to walk you through a few things tonight, okay? And I'm going to show you. We're going to build his church tonight, okay? I'm going to show you how we're going to do that. I promise. I, I don't, I, anymore, I do not just want to present a problem. I don't want to be that guy. Jacob, I promise. I don't want to be that guy that says, hey, everything's wrong and we don't have a plan. We got a plan. 
Okay, and we're going to get to that. If Holy Ghost will allow and Jesus don't come back before. Oh, come on, somebody. So the word of God says, how much more shall we escape if we turn from him that speaks from heaven? God is speaking to the church whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies, Lisha, the removing of those things that are shaken, as of the things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. We've seen, whether it be anything in collapse through flood, fire, or anything else, and even those twin tires, that anything that is made by man's hands can be taken down. But the temple that God made with his own hands and the Holy Ghost that he placed in you is the very thing that will remain in these last days until Jesus comes back to get his church. What he is doing is he is... I I said this Sunday, Charlie, and, and, and this is the thought. Brother Wayne, what is going on? God is removing every alternative thought or every alternative and even option for people to see that Jesus Christ is the only way to make it to heaven. The only way. You see, the problem in the United States of America today is we have too many options and too many alternatives. When you go to the places like Africa and different places like that where people are still being raised from the dead, you know what? I wish God would raise the dead and I wish He'd start with the church. And the thing is, is God is speaking and even the church is turning a deaf eye. You know what? Deaf ear. It's, it's almost impossible now to watch something on, on, on anything, whether it be TBN. And if you're watching tonight, any representative from TBN, I love you. But the thing is, don't take me through a whole spiel. And then at the end, tell me that the only way that I'm going to get a blessing is if I send you money. The way that I get a blessing is to serve Almighty God. I'm talking about God Almighty, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Sure, give church and it'll be given back to you. Press down. Shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. Not pad my wallet, not do that. Listen, I'm talking about shall men. Somebody give you a word. I'm talking about a word of encouragement when you are so depressed and oppressed and suppressed that you don't even feel like getting out of bed. God send a saint to somebody and let them tell them that God didn't create them to let. See, guys, this is where we're at. Wherefore, we receive, we have receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Can I get an amen? Our kingdom is established in him. The word kingdom is the word basilius, which means realm, reign, and authority. And even royalty is what it means. We are kingdom people. He told us. He said, behold, repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. He said it 2,000 years ago. And it's my kingdom instead of thy kingdom today. And listen, preacher, if you don't preach what I want to, what I want you to, I'll turn you off. If you don't preach in my lane, If I preach the word, it's on you. It's not on me. 
Wherefore, receiving, how many of you received a kingdom in Jesus Christ? You've received that. You understand that. Reign, rule, realm, all of those things. Let us have grace. Uh Uh-oh. Let us have grace, the Word of God says in verse 28. Whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. I fear God. I'm talking about reverence. I know when I'm in His presence 24-7. If we feared God with a godly and, and, and the type that produces wisdom and the type that produces holiness, listen, America could be saved in a week. Word says, for our God is a consuming fire. Knowing that this was tagged from Sunday, even this Wednesday night, as we in the middle of a week, this is where we are. I told you I'm gonna get to the. I'm gonna get to. I ain't gonna just preach problem. As we look here at the middle of this week, thousands of babies will have been murdered in the womb. Hundreds of people will have been shot and killed. We've watched as peoples of other lands have hung onto the wings of planes to escape the tyranny of murder in their own land. We've watched, Chris, as supposedly the greatest and most powerful nation on earth was taken hostage by terrorists and extremists that believe more in their mission of their God because America has forgotten its God. Why is America in the shape that it is? It's because America has many gods and they have forgotten the one true God. I'm not looking for an amen. A nation that has now lost the trust of the world that says we'll stand with you and stand beside you. Because they no longer understand trust and that it all begins with in God we trust. America has not had what it has had because of man's hand, but because of God's providence. What are we going to do? 1 Samuel 17, 45 through 47. Then said David to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. He said, You know, today we can be, you come to me with your missiles and your silos. And do you realize tonight, as we speak right here, that, that the missiles from Russia, from China, and from whoever, wherever else may be or whatever, are pointed to the United States of America? And when we say that the the enemy that we've got to watch is China, we've got to watch. I know, see, this is the thing. What I've got to tell you is I usually end up making everybody mad, and that's okay. 
The enemy tonight is not China, it's not Russia, it's hell and Satan itself. And listen, the caliphate God of a false religion and the God of self. (laughs) Oh, David, he said, you come to me with a spear and a sword and a shield. But you don't know. I've I got a tank. I've got an Apache helicopter coming. You know what he said? But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Do you know what that means? Angel armies. I come to you in the name of the Lord. That when we walk in or we go out on the street and we witness, I don't come in the name of Potter's Hope or Dan Phillips or Stephen Smith. I come in the name of the Lord because the name of the Lord is the one that still changes lives and sets addicts free and puts marriages back together and brings prodigals home and brings revival to the heart of every home in America if they'd have it. I come to you in the name of the Lord. Amy's looked at me before. She said, what are you doing? Don't you know they could have killed you? They can have this body, but they can't have my soul. You say, that's easy to preach in here, preacher. (laughs) Y'all pray for my wife. I don't go looking for a fight, but there's a Goliath on every corner. And right now, can I tell you, we've got... We have got more power than the church can even understand because it's filled with a bunch of unbelieving believers. I still believe that in the name of Jesus, people are set free. I still believe that in the name of Jesus, devils have to flee. I still believe in the name of Jesus that when we believe it and we pray it, people are healed. told Jake, I said, Jake, you know I'm pretty archaic. You know I'm a dinosaur, don't you? With tears in his eyes, he said, I know, Dad. Well, I'll tell you what, this old dinosaur is going to keep on preaching. He's going to keep on preaching. Reach one. Chris, just reach one. When we come in the name of the Lord, he said, this day, listen, he did this and say, he said, this day, this is what you've got to tell your enemy. Say, listen, I ain't going to wait till tomorrow. You're going down today, depression. You're going down today, drug addiction. You're going down today, gluttony. You're going down today, doubt. He said, you know what? But when I get done, I'm going to have your head. David didn't smack talk nobody. He didn't just get into church or he didn't just get there on the, uh, on the field when he was watching those sheep and just listen. When he was singing, he was singing to a God he believed in. He was singing to a God that he trusted in. He was singing to a God that he hoped in. When he played that harp, he wasn't playing it for anybody else to hear. He was playing it for God to hear. Even when he was in Saul's court, he wasn't playing for Saul. He was praying, playing for the Lord God Almighty.
Here's what he said. He said, I'm going to take your head from you, and I'm going to give it to the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day, even under the fowls there and the wild beasts of the earth, that all this earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You know what the world's looking for? Where's the God of the church? Where's the God of those people that call themselves Christians? He said, they're going to know that there is a God, one true God in Israel. Listen, don't you dare. Don't you dare back down. Don't you dare crawl into a corner. In the name of Jesus, you fight. You fight. I'm not talking about physical fighting. I'm talking about standing in the name of Jesus and declaring that our God is alive and he's still doing everything that word said he could do. Still believing, Kathy, for my family. Still believing for those that are outcast, those that are gone, people that, that people have gave. How many of y'all, we've been going through a study on Monday morning, and it's wrecked everybody. I'm surprised that the group is still together. How many of you are long-suffering, meaning you don't give up on people easy? Raise your hand. Are you? Good. Good. Come to the study. We'll see where you're at. <laughs> what did you say, Jim? Amen. And he said this. And he said that all the earth, he meant all the earth, Stephanie, when he said that, that everybody, the word's going to get out, and it did, about a little shepherd boy killing that giant. And all the earth knew. But you know what? He brought it down smaller, and this is what the church needs to know. And all this assembly... Steve, that all this assembly shall know, the Word of God says, shall know that the Lord saves not with the sword and the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. How many of you know that, listen, hell still can't get over the stone that was rolled away, and our Savior came out alive on that third day? If hell comes to you and all the time that you're living in right now says you're going to die and every negative thought and everything else, can I tell you what? I will, but guess what? I'm going to live again, Satan, in Jesus' name and declare that and believe that. Now in way less than two weeks, America will recognize 20 years since the attack on the Twin Towers and their collapse. We did not heed the warning. Now the nation is on the verge of collapse. Why? Because of the homegrown mindset of the creature above the creator mindset. My kingdom instead of thy kingdom. You've recently seen this. That Hurricane Ida shows you all of these things headed towards the Louisiana coast. Now the destruction. 16 years to the day. After Katrina had come through there, Americans right here, all of these things that what we've witnessed, still Americans behind enemy lines. Listen to me, church. There's people in this church that are still behind enemy lines. And are you going to have the faith and the heart to say, I'll come get you? They're held. They're held by demonic, almost demonic uh, types of possession and, 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 and in such a way. I'm not, I'm not saying that the Christian can. 
I don't know what I'm, I, I really have been, I, I got to study this more. Because I see such demonic activity in people that call themselves a Christian. Somebody's lying. And guess what? God don't lie. So don't tell me you all about some God and then all about yourself. It don't work. I dropped the mic, but I'd be afraid I'd break it. Hospitals don't have room to take those that are dying because of the pandemic. And we say maybe the Bible is true. Or maybe it is wrapping up. So what are we going to do? Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to build my church. Give you four things he's going to build. I'll say unto you, Peter, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church. In Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, I saw for a man among them. You can tell too, Luke, that this has been cooking within me also. I saw for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me in the land, but I found none. That's what we do every year on the 21-day fast, and however it just reserves for 21 days, don't forget it, we do it the rest of the year. Not to destroy it. The word man there is the word ish. It can mean husband. It can mean servant. But it can also take on the thought of mankind. What he is saying through the prophet here in Ezekiel. He is saying I sought for a man. Mankind. I sought for somebody. Do you realize that the word of God says that even like when, when they were building the temple. That, or even when Solomon. That when they were coming to worship. It's when they come together as one man. Is what the word of God said. See when they come together. When we come together in one. You all know as well as I do. That when we come in here and we are unified, the glory of God falls. It falls. And it's when we come together in one mind, not just one man. Sure, God can raise up Samson. Sure, he can raise up uh, uh, David. Sure, he can raise up Joshua. But now, he's looking to the church. And the word Jake Ish also takes on the word champion. Where are the champions? I've told you all before, my wife will attest to it, and forgive me, and I mean this, I don't mean this the wrong way, but I do not get out of bed in the morning and say I am defeated. I do not get out of the bed in the morning and say I'm going to lose the battle. I get out of the bed in the morning and say, God, I love you, and through me, you are a conqueror, and it's through the power of your name. I do not allow that mindset. Does it never come? Every day. But you make up your mind early in the morning who you're going to serve. Am I going to serve my feelings? Because if you serve your feelings, you're talking about your future. And you will be on an emotional roller coaster. And by the way, turn to somebody and say, you ain't always right. There'll be an altar call, TJ. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, if you cannot take counsel, if everybody else in the world is wrong, can I tell you, it's probably not the world, it is you. If you cannot have anybody in your corner and in your life to tell you when you are missing it, I thank God for those people that I have in my life that have my blind spot.
one of the best things you can do is say, man, I'm, I, I do a couple things. There's more than that. I got a list of them, Amy. Amy just laugh at me most of the time. Number one, I learned to laugh at myself a long time ago. I learned to laugh at myself a long time ago and to say, boy, you missed that one, didn't you? And can I tell you what? It was for me. It was for self-soul preservation to say, I may fail, but in the name of Jesus, I'm going to get back up. I'm just trying to help you. Boy, Pastor, you got it going on. Mm -mm. But I'll tell you what. If I got him going in, I'll get it going on. I will tell you today, you are not defeated. I'm giving you encouragement, and I want you to grasp it. If you are here tonight and you cannot take counsel and you cannot take and you can only see your side of things, you better wake up because God is going to shake everything around you. It's like God shaking you, turning you upside down and shaking every penny out of your pocket. You can't serve self and serve the Savior. He's looking for mankind. I got another hour and a half. What did he say? The gates of hell, Hades, Caesarea Philippi, uh, Chris, Peneus was the pan god, half goat and half man. When Jesus is telling them this, he's right there at Caesarea Philippi and right behind him, the way I take it, I've been there. There's a big hole. Kenny, you'll remember. Luke, you'll remember. I think we went there too. There was a big hole and what they would do, it was a place of full pagan worship. They would, it was sexual Every, every, every foul sexual thing that I won't even get into. And they would sacrifice their children into that hole. And the reason that they called it Hades is because it had no bottom. And as he's standing and he's proclaiming these things, it's like he's turning around and saying, the gates of hell shall not prevail. And the way that most Christians live their Christianity... We got to storm the gates. I ain't telling you to go pick a fight with the devil, but I'm telling you right now, the devil is defeated in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And when we look at this very thing, and those of you that feel like hell is pressing, gates don't attack you, we attack gates. When you look at that very thing, when you talk about half man, half goat, they take that Peneus. Pan and what was it? He he had that instrument. Remember the flute. It was the Greek god that when he did that, it, it transfers even to other other even within Baal worship. All of these things, lewd sexual acts, all of this was right there at that very time. We're saying there's never been a time like this. It was there when Jesus was building the church. Political unrest. Everything that you're dealing with today, plagues, leprosy, all, it was all there then too. And the only difference today is this, is that the church doesn't realize that the Jesus that was there is still here today. He's considered the God of the wild. Pneus was considered the God of the wild of shepherds and flocks. Isn't that interesting? Pagan rituals that were taken with sexual immorality and impurity, child sacrifice, the gates of hell, that very thing where there's no bottom. What did he say? I'm going to build my church. My mind, Larry, most of the week has been here, and that's been part of my, my reading lately, is the book of, I love reading the book of Ezra and Nehemiah together. 
Nehemiah was the guy, I remember, he was the cupbearer to the king. He was the one that was going there, and he was sent back. He got a report that the gates of Jerusalem were tore down, or excuse me, that they had not been, the wall had not been rebuilt. The gates had not been put back in. And listen, propaganda began to come. Sanballat and the different forces around there began to tell him that, hey, listen, you got to stop. Hey, listen, just come down here and talk to us. You know what he did? He battled and he built the wall back. What was it, 53 days? 50-something days. Here's what I'm trying to tell you right now. We ain't got time to battle the wrong thing. We are battling and building the kingdom of God. I'll build my church. My church. My church is a kingdom church, not a cultural church. My church will emphasize the preaching of the word, not the promoting of the preacher. My church will have one worship leader, and it's the Holy Ghost. And those that are led, those that are led of the Holy Ghost of God. My church is, under, is a church that understands the atonement of my blood, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and the armor that it takes to live this out. If you're a note taker, those three things, the atonement, the anointing of the Holy Ghost, and the armor of God. When I played football, I didn't go out there without my helmet. You all may think I probably did. (laughs) Put on the armor of God. It's time to storm the gates of hell. The storm, the gates. Here's what we have to understand. That when you're looking at that, that, that the weakest place of any wall or any fortress was the gates. Why? Because normally, Dan, it wasn't made of stone. It's simple math, okay? It was made of something less than wood or whatever. It had to be in and out. So what if we were going to, Brother Wayne, we can't, we can't storm the gates of hell. Yes, you can. Let me show you how you do that. How do we do that? When you storm the gates of the hell, you, you, or storm the gates of hell, you storm the weak places of the enemy. What are the weak places of the enemy? He builds gates of lies. How many of you have believed a lie in the last month? How many of you have heard Satan whisper, it'll never happen? Do you want me to go on? So how then, Dax, do we attack the lies and these gates that he has that come into your mind? How do we do that? We've got, listen, man, we've got the greatest of battering rams through the word of God. You battle the lie with the truth. That when somebody says, did you know this? Did you know that? I said, no, I didn't. Do you believe this or that? No, I don't. Because I don't know. That's the reason that the word of God has to be paramount today. America divided right now over these very things. So what does he do? Amy, he builds the gates of fear. We overcome the gates of fear through the word of faith. We attack these gates that he has. This is how you storm these gates. He builds the gates of death that constantly, listen, there has never been a time, well, I've used that phrase. Thank you for the grace you give me when I say that a lot. Everybody, we're going to die. Can I help you? Yes. Boy, if the Christians could just understand that. And if you die now, it won't hurt you too much later. You say, wait a minute, Pastor. What are you talking about? You need to be dead to the flesh so you can live in the Spirit. What are you so afraid of? 
turn to somebody and say, you know, we ain't going to make it out of this world alive. <laughs> oh, somebody thought they had me one time and said, you know, no, Pastor, we get raptured. Mm, your body, flesh, and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You're going to have to go through some type of death between here and there. Amen. I'd say go ahead and get it done now. He builds, listen, so he builds the gates of death. And so, Brother David, our mindsets are on death and death and death and death. And we think everybody's out to get us. They may be. But I don't care who's out to get me because God is for me. Can somebody say amen? You can't keep preaching like that. Me and Amy are making plans. <laughs> Thing is, guys, we can't stop. And we've got to love like we've never loved before. We've got to preach, listen, not just in word but in deed. We've got to, listen, if the only place that you sing praise is on Sunday, on Sunday morning, oh, what a miserable life. What a miserable you just like, he just said I had a miserable life. I just need the praise team. Build your own. Oh. He builds the gates of demonic lust. We conquer through the love of God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The gates of hell will not prevail, but we don't sit back and wait. We are on the offensive. Why? I said not be offended. We have the power of the Word of God. It is the supreme authority in everything in the kingdom. Four points. Build the church. He builds his church from head to toe. Not from the ground up. Colossians 1, 18 and 19, if you guys can stay with me. You'll want to write four things down here. I won't be much longer. He is the head of the church. Where do most churches mess up is when they've got about five heads. And everybody fussing and fighting. Jesus is the head of the church. The word of God, I can prove it. First, uh, Colossians 1, 18 and 19. And he is the head of the body, yes or no? The church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence, meaning he's always been. He is the first word, and guess what? He will have the last word. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Well, I'm just not complete. you got to deal with that piece of Scripture. In Jesus Christ, I've seen your thing over here, Larry, about body, soul, and spirit, every bit of that. Do you realize that in Christ Jesus, in him... Xavier is all the fullness. And in him, every bit of the fullness dwells. All of the scripture, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the blood in him, all of the fullness dwells. Listen, for the church today, he's got to be the head of the church. In Ephesians 5, 23 and 27, or through 27, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body, not the preacher, not the praise team, and definitely not Facebook. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, hear me, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Isn't it amazing today that how a woman, when she really submits to her husband, is that she is called an idiot? 
Isn't it amazing today that when we follow a biblical pattern, how crazy that is in the culture? Isn't it crazy today that when a husband sacrifices as Christ did for the church and other men look at oh, I wouldn't do that with my woman. Somebody tell me, so well, let me go home and ask my old lady. I said, your mom live with you? Huh? Your grandma? <laughs> Stupid. I don't I ain't got words for it. That's what God gave you. And Christ sacrificed. So when men get to the place, they say, no, man, I love my wife. What do you mean you? Yeah, I love my wife. As Christ loved the church. And guess what, wives? I ain't going to submit, I ain't going to submit, I ain't going to submit, I ain't going to. You out of the word of God. Notice this. Christ died for the church first. The church submisses. The church submits. Submits. I'll get it out. Submits unto him. It's pattern. It's pattern. It's pattern. He's got to be the head of the church. So let their wives uh, be to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and he gave himself for it. How? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. It's hard to wash her with the word if you don't know the word. That he might present it how? This is where we're at right now. To himself, a glorious church, not having spot nor wrinkle nor any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Trying to get to it. When you have the mind of Christ, or excuse me, when you have, when Christ is the head, you have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, Philippians 2, 5 through 7, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being the form of the God, form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Chris, this is where me and you were talking Sunday. You have a reputation. And it was that church. Was it Sardis? Is that the one? He says, you have a reputation. He talks about the church at Sardis. You have a reputation that you're alive, but you're dead. The church today has got a reputation. But for most people, it's not a good one. And for people outside these walls, do they really know the church? If they don't, it's because of us. Say he's the head of the church. If he's going to be the head of the church, we've got to think like Jesus. What do you mean? Expect to get spit on. Expect for people to do whatever. Expect that. It's not enough to have the head or him to be the head of the church. He's got to be the heart of the church. What was the heart? What was the heart of Christ? That Boy, this is such a beautiful, wonderful study. That, that when you walk through it, we've been talking some about the will of God and different things throughout on our Monday mornings. But the thing is, the will of the Father, or the will, the will that Jesus had, when you talk about the heart, you've got to talk about the will. Here's the heart of the church. The heart of Jesus was to do the will of the Father. God looks on the heart just as David was selected, anointed to kill the giant. Jesus was anointed to kill the giant of death. So if we're going to have the heart, if we're going to have the heart, if we're going to have this, if we're going to build the church, he's got to be my thought. He's got to be my heart. Listen, and what we've got to do is surrender our will to his. And this is where you don't want to give it up. Been talking about that, Jim. 
when you begin to serve him, we can serve him heart, soul, mind, and strength. You talk about an emotional level, that's how we connect. Heath will connect on an emotional level. But when you get to the volitional level, what you will get to is the will. And this is where marriages fail. You can connect on an emotional level. You can connect on a physical level. You can connect on all those. But it's when you get to the volitional level, level to say, I surrender my will. And this is where marriages end. And this is where most people walk away from Christ. Is when they have to surrender their will. What is God's will, Charlie? God's will is that we would be holy as he is holy. He said, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father therefore in heaven is perfect. Turn to somebody and say, I didn't know you were perfect. Go ahead, just try. Talking about a maturing, talking about sanctification. Talking about process. Stay with me, please. If we're going to build a church, if he said, I'm going to build my church, it's got to have my head, it's got to have my heart. We have got to surrender. You know what, I've said this so many times lately, but I cannot get rid of it, Jake. And we talk about it, and he and the Father were one. And man, it wrecks me every time. I just see him walking, Larry, and I know I've said this in the past, at least two or three times in the past couple of months, I see him walking. I see him walking down the road, and there he is. And it's like the Father says, them. That one right there, Wayne. That one right there, Jesus. What, Father? Don't get spooky. Don't get weird here. It's that unction of the Holy Ghost. And it says, you see the one in red? That one. She's ready to quit. You see that boy that others have given up on? Tell him one more time. The Father, he... He's refused it a hundred times. One more time. One more time. Just one more time. Oh, I'm so thankful for the one more time. Because I'm going to tell you, hell is filled with people that said, oh, God, one more time. And it's surrendering our will. Build my church. I'll build my church. It'll think like me. It'll have a heart like me. It'll do the will of the Father. What was the will of the Father? To send His only begotten Son to die. Jesus said in John 5.30, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. What is that saying to me tonight? That, listen, people will say, you're judging me. I said, no, the Father judges you through the Word. The same way that it judges me. You see, this is a thing. Stephen, thank you for the message two Wednesdays ago or whenever now. That, listen, can I tell you, opinions don't matter to God. But they matter. They matter to hell because so many people hang on to their opinions and they miss God completely. That you know what we judge, this word judges people. I'm so thankful when people say, Brother Wayne, what do you think I ought to do? And when I can come back and say, God, I don't know. He says, and then the Holy Spirit said, give them that word. And he said, well, the word of God says. And see, immediately what you're not doing is you're not judging that person. The word of God is judging them. Amen. Because I couldn't judge on my own. I wouldn't stand a half a second, Jack. So thankful for grace. 
John 6, 37 through 40, talking about the heart of the church. I'll build my church, and all that the Father give me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down to heaven, not came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. The day you got saved, you surrendered your will to him. And you will spend the rest of your life here surrendering your will to Him. And that's the reason that you'll continue to whisper the word grace. And believe it. Just one more time. Just one more. This is the Father's will which has sent me. Verse 39. That all of them which have given me should lose nothing, should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Let me finish. i got to think like him. I've got to surrender my will to him. And then I've got to reach. I've got to be the hand of Have you ever been down in a pit of despair and didn't know whether you'd ever make it out? But then it's just like he was Stretch Armstrong. Some of y'all don't even know who that is. His arm would just stretch so far and it would get you. But he's head, I got his heart. We've got to be the hand of God. What's that look like? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He just laid there and said, forget it. No, and he leaping up stood. We got to be the hand of God. If we're going to build His church, we've got to be that. That means that, listen, we've got to keep doing what He's called us to do. He's the hand of the church. And He said unto them in Mark 16, 15 through 20, He said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Nobody will listen. I preach to my calf. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Can somebody say amen? The Word of God says, But he that believes not shall be damned. Can somebody say amen? It's true. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Yes or no? The first place to look, instead of looking for a devil in somebody else, look at your own self. Most of the demons you're worried about are not in other people. They're haunting your house. Oh, what's I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not possessed. You're so possessed with self. Oh, boy, that sounded condemning. Y'all pray for me. I'm walking it out with you, man, but I'm telling you right now, we are so, I'm not prideful. I'm so humble, ask me. What? I'm wrong. Where's it come from? It's not God. 
Satan's main portal is your mind and your flesh. And he'll come through at your weakest point. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm so thankful for grace. I, I really am. I'm just, I can stay here for another 30 minutes. Y'all thinking, please don't. I'm with him, and, and I'm like, oh, God. Holy Ghost be like, oh, you did it again. I said, oh. You're thinking, what did he do? He just said he did that again. You're the one with the problem, not me. <laughs> Listen to me. The key to that is that when the Holy Spirit shows you that's not of God, get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> By the way, don't go home and tell your husband he's got to leave. I'm not talking about that. These signs shall follow them who believe. They're going to cast out devils. They're going to speak with new tongues. Boy, I tell you what, I wish some people could do that. You're thinking, oh, you mean my like my 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 language? You're talking about like my you know speaking in tongues? Yeah, that's awesome too. But can I tell you, when you're really born again, you start speaking with a new tongue. You're not negative. You find places to bless God instead of beat everybody else up. <laughs> Y'all like, please get through this. I'm building this church. And the thing is, if Jesus was here today, nobody would want to go to his church. He'll take up serpents. What's that mean? Take up the devil. In Jesus' name, he's defeated. Drink any deadly thing that's not hurt him. Listen, don't, don't be getting kooky here. Can I tell you something? I've equated that before to different medicines and different things that people have to take concerning chemo and such things as that and using and trusting in God that some of those things will work. I like this part here. They shall lay hands on the sick and they might recover. They shall recover. Hey, Pastor, i got a hard time with this. I'm going to say this again. You see your life in interval. God sees continuum. When you are born again, He sees continuum. Okay? They shall recover. I believe for it here. When I pray for people here, when I do that, I believe they're going to recover. But what happens if they don't? I ain't defeated because guess what? Woo! Huh? We know, hallelujah, the glories of heaven. And the word of God said, he said this, and they're going to recover. And so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and he sat on the right hand of God. And they sat down and they didn't do anything. And they sit in their church seats and they sang the songs, but they didn't do nothing. And they said, we need a new preacher. I'm going to go back and watch it online. You know what they did? I love it. You know what they did, Heather? They went forth. The Word of God said they went forth and they preached everywhere. Can I tell you the first word you need to preach is at home. And what I'm talking about is not with your mouth, but in your actions. And living out the God that loved you and the one that showed you and I all of this exponential love. Listen, shower that abundantly at home. And your home is not a war zone. It is a refuge that God gave you. If there's any one person in this place and you say, I dread going home. I dread going home. Fix it. Husbands and wives, fix it. I'll guarantee you that you're the God of that home and He's not the God of the home if that's part of the equation. 
How many husbands say, oh? How many wives say, oh? Home should be a place where it's not, oh, it should be. They went forth, they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. Thank you, God. We are sharecroppers, Brother Charlie with the King, working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Now, I got to end it. He is not just the head, He's not just the heart, He's not just the hand, He's the heel of the church. What are you talking about? Authority. He's authority in Genesis 3.15. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because you have done this, you're cursed above all the cattle and above every beast of the field of the field upon thy belly thou shalt go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life I'm going to put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed his seed and Eve's seed would be this Satan has has his own seed demonic listen I'm going to tell you this right now if you think for one minute that Satan cannot influence you even after you are born again then you need to read the word of God when it says that at least scripture would assign this in Revelation 12 scripture would tell us that at least a third of the angels in heaven left with Satan if he could convince a third of the angels that were in and around the throne of God to leave, then why don't you open your eyes and see if he did that to those that were in his presence that he wants to move you Wrapping up. He said, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. What a beautiful picture. <laughs> Satan ain't got over, and he never will. When I said the heel of the church, we're building this from the head to the heel. This is what the church has got to understand. You have authority. You have authority. Before you try to release your authority to anyone else and upon anyone else's vessel, get it within your own. The authority of the Holy Ghost of God. He said this, Romans 6, 17 through 20. Can you pull that up, please? Romans 6, 17 through 20. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Those that preach another gospel, false prophets, who are they? He answers it here in verse 18. For they are such that serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple everywhere. For your obedience has come abroad unto all men, and I am glad, therefore, on your behalf. But yet I would not have you, I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. Verse 20. And one of my favorite pieces of scripture. And the God of peace. How many of you know a God of peace? Excuse me, the God of peace. You know what you need right now? If you don't know him like that, you gotta find him. You will not make it. He said, peace. John 14, 20. He said, peace I've given unto you. Peace I leave unto you. Not as the world gives you. Well, things are settling down. You're the one. I'm the one he wants to settle down. It's through his peace, through his love. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. Somebody else may ask you, what's that mean shortly? It's coming. I'm starting right now. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen.
and my last piece of scripture. Jude 1, 20 through 25. Turn with me, please. But you, beloved, I told you we're going to build a church. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. What's that look like? Let me tell you what a Holy Ghost praying is. It can be... It can be your prayer language. It can be that. But let me tell you, when you pray in the Holy Ghost is when you can't pray in the flesh. It's when you cannot go any further in yourself. And you start praying, Lord, only you. Only you. But, beloved, build up yourself on your most holy faith. (laughs) Keeping yourselves. Here it is, church. Here's how we do it. Keep yourself in the love of God. People want to put, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ under eternal life. And here's what we need to have. And some have compassion, making a difference. And others, this is where we're at, going behind enemy lines. Save them with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by flesh. In verse 24, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty. Dominion and power, both now. Somebody say now. Somebody say ever. Amen. I got to think like him. I got to surrender my will to him. I got to reach out like he reached out. Then I have the authority that he had. Can I tell you something? When you surrender your will to God, God will send his will in turn give you that authority. Because if you are not one with God, you cannot have authority. Yes or no? I'm going to build my church. I'm not going to build it by doing bingo, raffles, praying over a bunch of this, that, beads, statues. I'm not going to do it. We're going to build his church. In order to do that, we're going to think like him. We're going to surrender our will to him. Fifth time, probably five. Surrender our will to him. (laughs) We're going to reach like him. And we're going to take the authority in him. I'm done. Number one thing for you tonight is surrender your will to God. You won't be one with him until you do. We can file our nails. Play with their babies. And by the way, if you're doing that tonight, I promise I'm not talking about you. (laughs) The reason today the church is no more powerful is because we not surrendered our will to Him. It's not easy. It's a walk. Father God, we love you tonight. We're so thankful for this time with you. You God, if there's anyone in this place that is away from you, then, then precious Holy Spirit, you, you make it direct. You let them know of a surety that they're away. If there was somebody tonight said, I ain't going to do that. I ain't doing that. Then I, I ain't doing that. I'm always, I'm, I'm Holy Ghost right now, do what you do. Because God, they will not have peace until they do. God, tonight, if there's any one person in this place that has to surrender their will to you, let them do it. And surrender self, God, tonight. God, it doesn't have to be a public display. Jesus, you said, I'll build my church. 
And it looks so vastly different than what most of us see today. And God, today, forgive me. Forgive us for missing it. We love you, Lord. It's in your name. Hey, everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King. Thank you.